Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Bound Sound. We take on Carlton this Saturday back at Optus Stadium. It's 5.30 Western Standard Time. Is it time for pride? Is it time to hunt? Is it time for effort? Take your pick. Let's hope we don't have any second quarter fade outs this round. But before we preview the game, I'll... Say hello to Dan. How you going, mate? Not bad, mate. Good to be here. Uh, again, uh, Wayne couldn't be here, so pre- prior commitments. Um, before we get into the show, we've got to thank our sponsor, Tommy, at uh, Plus Fitness CBACO. That's where he mainly is, but he also does Hillary's and Junior Lups. So get down there, say, from Eagle Nation, and he'll do you a good deal. Head-to-head, Eagles 26 to um, Carlton 22, and Eagles have won four of the last five. Uh, the biggest uh, win for the Eagles is 116 points back in round 15, 2003 at Subi. And Carlton's is also, I oh know, 119 points at Optus Oval. Not to be confused with Optus Stadium. That's what Princess Park used to be called. Okay. You, I, I looked at you there. I was like, they didn't beat us last year by that much, did they? <laughs> so um, if you remember... Oh, well, with any uh, Oval, they all are changing names with the sponsors and Princess Park was known as Optus Oval for many a year. There's uh, a nice little boutique stadium that they got there. Um, Carlton played St Kilda in the last round and uh, they lost by uh, 22 points against St Kilda, who surprised everyone this year. Kerno kicked three, Silvani kicked two for Carlton. So they had um, Ed Kerno get subbed out for Lockie Bryan. So... It's going to be interesting matchups. Um, you know, we're probably getting Carlton at the right time, actually, because, you know, they've had three wins, two losses and a draw. So they're not going too great, but not as bad as us. Yeah, but is it the right time? Because sometimes when they get slammed in the media a bit, they come out firing. But their form, they win, their latter positions just like a bit deceiving, to be honest. They um, drew with Richmond, but Richmond's... Only won one game. They just beat GWS, who's languishing down the bottom. And let's be honest, that was that controversial umpiring decision that gave them a dissent one, you know, that gave them the goal that gave them the lead in that game, in the dying minutes of the game. So their form hasn't actually been amazing. Um, And I don't know what's wrong with Carlton, to be honest. They want for nothing that side. You've got a nab rising star in the midfield. You've got a a Brownlow medalist in the midfield. You've got two Coleman medalists back. You've got number one picks there. We've got a number one defender full back who's great and is an All-Australian player as well. They they, They want for nothing that side, but there's just something not right there. So I go into this game cheekily confident because... On paper, there's such a strong list, and the talk is all about Carlton this, this whole year. And could they make it top four? But I'm not. That's every year with Carlton. Yeah, mate. but I'm not coming over here. I'm not like, well, you're this juggernaut. Um, no, nah, no. Nah. Look, it's um, it. What I mean is, we're getting them at the right time. Is uh, I, I see that Eagles have got a chance of winning this game. Yeah, I'm quite confident. Squad. Um, you just said you don't know what they're doing. Um, to me, Carlton of this team, like you said, you got your two gun forwards up the up the front. They get a lot of the ball in the middle and they chip it around a lot. Um, and when you look at head-to-head line uh, stats and all that, it proves it because they 
they seem to hold a lot more of it in the midfield, but they don't go forward as much. And maybe it's because they chip it around too much. They they seem to get a lot more possessions, but they don't – possessions per goals as they they break it down to, they're one of the worst in the comp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're getting a lot of the ball, but they're not going direct. So a team that's not going to go direct is always going to let the other team in because if – you know, you're mucking around on the ball. You only have to get that turnover and you can goal. So as we know with the Eagles, when we played Geelong and stuff like that, if you look at all the other uh, line stats, they're pretty, pretty even. Eagles have got a younger team overall, got a smaller team overall. Um, their midfielders get a lot more of the ball, as I've just pointed out. Um, but everything else is pretty, pretty even around the ground. Um, inside 50s. They probably just got the edge on us. But, you know, we've had games where we haven't been getting it in the four lines in large times of the game. But, you know, we're not too far behind them. And, but when you go inside 50, we're scoring more. So that's an advantage. So they're getting a lot into the future, but they're just not scoring. Mm. Yeah, and touching on you saying they're playing slow footy, they're playing that old brand of footy that only really held up a couple of years ago. It was slowly being phased out last year. It wasn't effective, you know. Collingwood ditched that, you know, after 19, you know. Uh, and it t- even we don't play that brand of footy possession, go back and sideways footy. We don't even play that much anymore. Seems to be only them and Freer that really do that game style. And the problem is you've got these two commoners, these two juggernauts up forward. But what you're doing, you're, you're piss-fighting around with it down back. You're pulling Kerno out of your forward line doing that because then he's running up to give you an option because you haven't gone quick when they're in deep. He's run out forward. So he's getting it on the wing or the half forward line where that's not where you want him to have the ball. You want Kerno and McKay getting this ball in the forward 50, you know what I mean, to kick the goals basically for him. So their gameplay isn't... Honouring their strengths, their biggest strengths, which is their forwards. Well, before we go into who's going to play on who, I'm going to go through their injury list and then I'm going to go through ours. So Carlton's injury list, uh, Boyd, he's out with a week. Cottrell, a week, maybe two. Sam Doherty is probably the biggest name out. He's still four weeks away with a knee. Callum Marchbank, he hasn't played much at all. He's got a calf. He's probably another month. Jack Martin could come back into the team this week and it wouldn't surprise me if he does come back in. Um, did he play last week? No, he didn't. Um, then you've got um, Sam Phillip. He's on the inactive list, so he's been ruled out for the season. Uh, Mick Pittenet, the Ruckman, he's he's a test, so they could bring him back in. Adam Sard's a test with a hamstring, so he didn't play last week. It was a laid out. So, But I'd, I'd say he probably won't play because it's a hammy. Yeah. He's a big loss for him. And Zach Williams, he's another guy that's out for the season. So, you know, they've got a few key uh, people out, but this is our this is our injury list as of yesterday. Noah Long, test, hammy. Shannon Hearn, test, hammy. Brady Hoff, test, hammy. So are they hammies at all? Uh, Sheed, another week with his throat. So that's becoming a bit problematic. Um, KB Beagle, hamstring three weeks. Elliot Yo groin, so he's probably out a month. Jack Williams, still a month away with a spleen, so I don't know what's going on there. Harry Edwards was registered with a fractured wrist, so somebody's saying he might be able to play, but other people are saying he's out for at least four weeks. Elijah Hewitt, we don't know about. He's an ankle. Cole, ankle, probably the rest of the season. Shuey, ankle. 
if you go on reports from Schofield said he probably won't play at all, even though he was put down as a test. Uh, Jordan Baker played in the waffle. Isaiah Winders a knee. Nat Nui's an Achilles. McGovern's a hamstring. They've and Cripps and Ryan they've all had surgery, and Chess is still a while off. So that's a massive list. That's seventeen players. That's huge, mate. And oh, it makes you wonder what we're going to do this week. And I don't know if you looked on the run sheet, but we'll go to total games missing after round six. And the Eagles were 1,384 games. Yeah. Sydney were next, 11.53. And if you go down to Carlton, they're only 846. You go to Brisbane and Adelaide, one and zero. So, interesting. If you look at um, North Melbourne, they're around us on the mark, down the, on the ladder, same as Hawks. Hawks, 344, uh, North Melbourne, 188, and the Suns, 206 games missed with injury. Now, compared to us, that's nothing. So we're not as bad as what everyone thinks, you know. We're, you know, we've got a lot of injuries and, you know, I can see a positive in that. Yeah, see, and that's where it's a great stat because games missed actually shows are your best 22 available or not because – having so many games missed, our first-choice players aren't available because some teams have quite large injury lists, but it's not their first-choice players, you know what I mean? So it's a bit deceptive, the injury list as itself. But that just shows how badly we actually have been hit with injuries. And um, a lot of them are out of our control. The ankle's out of our control. A spleen and a throat out of our – the soft tissue ones, yeah, that is – Something you know you could say on the club, but I remember Xavier uh, Alice saying, um, basically said when um, he was at Hawks, you know, Alistair Clarkson used to say, "You train them really hard. If their body breaks down, it's not good, but the body breaks down. But if they hold it together, they're bloody fit." And that's something we're seeing. So even though we get a lot of hamstring injuries, we trained very hard in this off season. So when they are in the park, they're fit. And that, that's kind of at the stage we were at. We needed to get fit. We needed to go that extra mile. It's just the problem is we've had all these other injuries next to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact we've had so many ankles and throats and spleens, just the crazy ones. And even Liam Ryans, he did the hammy, but everyone saw that. It was because he landed so awkwardly in after trying to take a flyer that he's bloody – Feet almost kicked himself in the head, you know what I mean? He overstretched that much. But, yeah, if you can get that fit, if a body breaks down, it's not good. But the players that are then out there are bloody fit and firing and that's what we need. And so that's the only plus side of of so many soft tissue injuries is, well, when they are in the park, they're looking fit, aren't they? We're not getting smashed in fourth quarters anymore. And there is a silver lining that – some of them are beyond our control. So you can't stop uh, impact injuries, but you can always rehab soft tissue injuries. So that's all right. Um, but put things into perspective, I had a look at it, and Eagles have only won, what was it, three wins out of their past 32 matches. And the last time that happened was way back when Fitzroy, last year Fitzroy in 1996, and you had play. Not as many – I think it was one more win or two and that was Essendon with their suspensions in 2015 to 16 where they had – you know, that's different circumstances but they had a lot of those players missing and Carlton across 2017, 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. So you look at where Carlton were back then and look at us, you know, what we've done. So 
there is correlations in there. Yeah. It's the first time we've ever been that far down below, but, you know, the only way is up. Well, let's hope we get the number one pick out of that bad stat then at least, you know, because even the Essendon got a number one pick from their suspensions, you know. So the, all those teams all got number one picks. And the, let's hope we can get that because uh, it's quite a good draft and it's the year you do want that number one pick. And the only time we have finished last, we never got it. We got no. pick four. I uh, know, isn't it great? <laughs> we ended up doing well with that draft, but still it's a bit of a kick of the guts, yeah, isn't it? It's uh, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, like you said, there's a few different players. We can talk about that another time. If you look at the Waffle side, They've won one of the past 24 and five of the past 39. So it's sort of a mirror image there. So it shows you that injuries uh, can uh, count for a lot of losses. Um, let's talk about the possible lineups. The back line for Carlton Weedering. Well, we don't have to talk about him too much, do we? He's an all Australian fullback. Uh, Nick Newman, Lewis Young. Uh, there's a younger guy called Chinnacotta. I've never heard of him really much. Uh, McGovern and Blake Akers, ex-Fremantle boy. So he's uh, doing all right. So they'll be coming up against the forward line, which will be, if he went on last week, Petreski, Seaton, Darling, Waterman, Oscar Allen, Jai Cully and Petrocelli. So I think we've got a bit of leg speed there that could probably expose a few of their backs, hopefully. Yeah, that's the thing. Our, our forward line seems to be um, not doing too badly with their opportunities. Um, it's not the section – I know Cripps was sadly injured and Liam Ryan, but it's not the one that's been really smashed by injuries. Um, so if we get it in there enough, you know, they've yep. got good markers there and you've got a couple crummers because even Jai Cully plays as that crumbing player almost, even though he's 194 centimetres. He can like. play tall and small, I guess. Uh, their, their centre line, uh, Sam Walsh, Patrick Cripps, this says enough. Oliver Holland's a young kid. Uh, Matthew Kennedy, uh, Lachlan Cowan, another young guy. Um, if Ed Kernow plays, he's in there as well. You put that up against the uh, Eagles where we got Lukey Edwards, Greg Clark, uh, Tim Kelly, Andrew Gaff, uh, we'll probably uh, Jinby will probably run through there. Zane True, if he plays another game, he'll probably run through there. And Cully can play through there. So we're a lot younger. But, hey, you only, you only learn from having the youngsters in there as we, we've spoken about on all the other shows. Yeah, good experience for them, especially when you've got, um, say, a Jimby will play on a, a um, Bryce Gibbs, you know what I mean? Oh, Bryce Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not there. Crips, sorry. Um, yeah, Crips. Well, flashback a few years there. If they had Bryce one Gibbs in that midfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he would learn so much playing on Crips, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like he did um, when he played on uh, Oliver for a while, you know. This is how you're going to learn. This is how you're going to get better by watching and playing on the best. They've got um, George Hewitt and Adam Cherry that I missed out there, as well as Mark Pitney that'll run through the guts as well. So that's what we've we've said earlier in the show. They get a midfield dominance, but they don't put it on the board. So if they're going to muck around on the board, it gives us everything of a chance. Our back line, well, you know, Wiverton, Barras, Duggan, Jermaine Jones, if he keeps running, is going. To, we should do all right. Hunt, he's another runner on the back. Josh Rotham should hold his spot due to injuries. So they'll be going up against uh, who, who's in their forward line. You've got the Kernow and um, McKay, your two Coleman medalists, Jack Silvani and Jesse Motlop and even Jack Zach Fisher. West Australian. So it's got to be a good game. It's got to, I reckon it's been closer than everyone thinks. Yeah, as I said, I don't think they're as coming over as they should be on paper a lot more dominant now, but I don't think they're in, say, as good a form as a port or Geelong was, you know, coming off a big wing, you know, and they were a threat, you know, being last year's premiers. Uh, 
they're thereabouts, you know what I mean? And as far as I'm concerned, if GWS could push them, we should push them. I want a bit more of a better result than a 40-point loss. That was acceptable the last couple of weeks because the way we played and the TABs had us a bigger loss, so we performed yep. better than we were expected to. That's but, at home as well. Yeah, so this one, you know, you'd love a win. Like there's a, I have a sneaky feeling we could almost pull that off. But you want saying under a 30-point loss. You don't want a 40-point loss with this one because they're not in ripping good form. You want to see, right, we're seeing improvement every week and in all these young players. You want to, that trajectory to keep going. You want to see more improvement. You want to see them keep improving and really push sides for four quarters, you know. And uh, and that's what we've been doing by lapses in games. And if we can get that under control like we talked in the last podcast, that's the difference between a young developing side and a really good side is those they control those lapses and that's what we got to do. Well, I'm hoping uh, if we use the ball better and more efficiently, I reckon we can win it. Um, um, like we said, it's always that midfield battle. Um, so if we can break it even in there but use the ball better and more direct, I've got a good chance. I've got a good feeling that we're going to win. And you know what? I'm actually tipping West Coast to win. Really? Oh, I am actually tipping West Coast to win. Against all odds, because it's at home, I just don't think Carlton are travelling the greatest. Um, they'll be thinking, oh, it might be an easy kill for us. Uh, a lot of critics or what do you want to call it, media saying it's a soft kill. Well, you know, I think totally different to that. Uh, I think we're going to take it right up to them. And I think, you know, if Eagles win, I don't think it's going to be a big, big win. But you only need to win by a point. That's all you need. And I tell you... I'd rather us winning and seeing the Carlton fans go feral when they lose, hmm. because that'd be someone just to that'd be just another story in itself. Because they'll be saying, "Where is a real Carlton?" Yeah, like you know, we don't want to lose, but not much will happen if we lost. But imagine if Carlton lost. Yeah, that's it. Oh my God! Like they lost to Eagles down the bottom of the ladder. This is a team aspiring to be top four and Premiership contenders, and that and. Uh, and and they, as I said, I keep saying this tone cheek because they should be. It'll say more about Carlton. Than it, it does. It, this does, game does. will say a lot about Carlton because they should be premiership contenders. They just never yep. seem to are. Like they just don't live up to their own expectations. They should be better than they are. That's what I'm saying. So if I was, if I looked at all the coaches, you know, the ones down the bottom ladder, always the ones under pressure. But to me, it's the underperforming coaches and questions. If Vossi doesn't get this right, there will be questions asked of Vossi soon. I believe. Um, because they had the chance to get Ross Lyon, <laughs> and they didn't. Um, so, yeah, I'm tipping Sally Carlton by 19. I reckon that would be a good result. Um, but I'm not counting out a win by the Eagles. Well, if you um, if you like to gamble, we uh, suggest you to gamble responsibly. The, the odds are West Coast $4.35 to Carlton, one dollar twenty-two, and at the line it's a dollar ninety each. Yeah. That's on sports bed. So if you want to have a five-dollar wager, yeah. go put on did, West Coast. Did it tell you what the line is? Uh, West Coast twenty-seven point five, and Carlton minus twenty-seven point five. So there you go. We got to basically win by uh, not lose by over twenty-seven. So and then we've performed better than they say. But that's come down a lot. They've had them forty-eight against Geelong. I think it was. We just chipped that. So, so that's a five-dollar bet. That you know, bet responsibly. I don't bet so because yeah. I never win. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the reason why I don't I bet. But if you're going to bet, bet responsible, um, this is a game you'd probably. Want to give Eagles a chance? I'm saying Eagles by less than two goals um, in a thriller, and um, 
I reckon uh, I reckon Jones might turn it on. Yeah, let's hope so. A lot of run off that half back. Would love to see that. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Get down there again. It's at uh, what five thirty at Optus Stadium. That's in Western Australia, not uh, Princess Park in Victoria. <laughs> um, get down there. It's the food bank game. So if you want to take a can of food for the food bank for the uh, the great cause that they're doing. Get down there and do that. That's going to be people all around the ground before the game. So that's a great cause to get on to. And until next time, let's hopefully we're talking about a great Eagles win and uh, final siren next week. That's it. Go Eagles. Born is bright from isolation. A fortress built. We cross the nation. Our colors share.